I'm Batman. No, I'm not. Hello, Pod. I'm Chris Hewitt. Welcome to another edition of The Ranking, the cracking Empire Magazine tie-in in which four Empire writers get together and discuss and rate a famous film franchise or the filmography of a director. And this week, this month, this episode, we have chosen Dark Knight. Yes, it's the Batman movies. All 127 of them. Now, there's just about enough to, for us to, to formulate a top 10. And over the next 45 minutes or so, I'll be joined by the following bat panelists, our very own Catwoman, Helen O'Hara. <laughs> Thank you for not giving that one to Dan or something. Or qualifying it by saying that's because you, you, know, you will live with cats. I don't have any cats. You I'd like to make that clear. You should. I'm not a cat person. You're not a cat person? No. That's exactly what but Selena if, Kyle would say. If I were a cat person, I'd be a cat woman, not a cat lady. All right, good. Next up, we have our very own... Hmm. What do you think? What do you think we're going to say? He's got a goatee. Raz al Ghul. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Jo- jo- Joker? 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 All right, no. okay. He's our very own Joker because he's the clown prince of crime. <laughs> he loves the colour purple in terms of his banana holder anyway. And because he loves chaos, he's an agent of chaos. Yeah, aren't you, Dan Joland? Yes, I am. I, everywhere I go, I uh, leave a trail of destruction behind me. <laughs> I could add to that, but I won't. And uh, last but not least, our very own Riddler. I knew because... I was just going to get what's left. <laughs> <laughs> what's left? It could have been worse. You could have had more <laughs> Batman has one of the greatest rogues galleries <laughs> in comic books. The Riddler is a, is a good villain. I can't even see you, Ollie Richards. Where are you? There he uh, is, Ollie mi- Richards. You're missing yes, nothing, obviously. I am missing nothing. Uh, you're the Riddler because I don't understand a word you're saying. Fair. <laughs> fair. Very fair. <laughs> Who would you have wanted? Uh, I mean... Batman. <laughs> <laughs> go big or go home. <laughs> fair enough. Fair Nightwing. Enough. You should have said Nightwing. Nightwing. Yes, I could have said that. Nightwing would be. You good. are a dick. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That would have worked. At least it implies youth. Indeed. You see. <laughs> are you the youngest of us here? Uh, he is. Yes. yes he is. God, that's a depressing so, thought. It's isn't very it? rarely I'm in a room at 38 <laughs> and the youngest in. <laughs> Can we not put numbers in this conversation? Thank you very much. Uh, younger by Helen uh, than Helen, but just a day. I think. Yes, Isn't that right? right. Yes. That's right. Yes. Okay, let's go with that. Uh, okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to discuss the Batman movies and then we're going to rank them in order and we're going to come up with an official empirical Empire top ten. But I'm going to throw you guys a curveball, first of all, because whenever I send you out the list, because there are just enough, as with Star Wars, which was our, our last episode, there are 10, maybe 11 or 12, if you count the Ewok movies, there were just enough to do a Star Wars top 10. Similarly, there's just enough to do a Batman top 10, if you include the likes of Suicide Squad, in which he appears for three minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when I sent you the list of the movies that were up for consideration, I put on the list the Lego Batman movie. Yes. But I didn't put the Lego movie. And it was pointed out to me by Nick DeSemlian that Batman appears as a character in the Lego movie for much, much more screen time than he does in Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. Which, to be fair, I don't think will make any of your top tens. But it's certainly on the list for consideration. So I'm going to throw it up to you you guys right now. Do you want to consider the Lego movie? And if so, do you want to change your top tent? No. No and no. No. No, uh, but I forgot about the Lego Batman movie, so I need to change my top ten right now. <laughs> well, how do you even get a top ten without Lego Batman? I don't know. Oh, my God. You put in Batman v Superman and Justice League, didn't you? Yep. I mean, oh. who among us likes Suicide Squad? <laughs> Nobody likes Suicide no. Squad. Nobody likes a Suicide Squad. But... It's not a Batman movie, so we're not discussing it. Yeah, okay. (laughs) It's not a four-star movie either. Well, okay, that's interesting. That is interesting. Uh, Okay, so Lego movie, you are out. I thought you guys would have said yes. No, I just, I I feel like he's represented better in Lego Batman. Um, Okay. So I went for, you know, Batman movies, generally speaking. All right, so, okay, so Suicide Squad's not a consideration, and the Lego (laughs) movie is not a consideration, and let's move on then. Uh, But Dan, you're going to put the Lego Batman movie in your top ten. I'm redoing it right now. Good, good man, good man. I look forward to that and then recalibrating on the fly. Okay, so then Batman has been going as a character for over 75 years. He's been on the big screen a whole bunch of times, starting in the 1940s. Uh, We're really considering the 1960s onwards, starting with the Adam West Batman, Batman the uh, the movie. Uh, And then moving into, obviously, from 1989 onwards, Tim Burton's Batman was the one that changed the game. And since then, the character's been reinvented a whole number of times, not just personified by different people 
but different directors have had, had a take on him as well. Incredibly durable, incredibly versatile character. Why is that? I think there's actually very little to him that's canon. And I think that means you can reinvent him at least once a generation for a whole new audience. He's weirdly flexible in that way, I think. And, and this is one thing where I know I disagree with a lot of Bat fans, which is that I think Adam West's Batman is 100% as Batman as the Christopher Nolan Batman. I don't think Alan Moore got it 100% right with the super dark and gloomy Batmans of the 1980s. I don't think that is the only or the correct way to do Batman. I think if you if you are a real Bat fan, you have to accept the absurd forms of him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I have, yeah, I, I feel like he is inherently a little bit ridiculous. And for me, the best Batmans are those that acknowledge, at least to some extent, that it is stupid to dress up as a bat and chase criminals when you are literally... Sorry, that's me. um, When you are literally a billionaire and could, you know, fix a lot more through normal means. Stupid or psychotic? Stupid. Because that's that's obviously, you know, the the, the, the two sides of it, isn't it? You know, either you treat it as stupid and it's all a big joke, or you can take it seriously and go, well, actually, here's someone with something so wrong that they're using all their money to do this ridiculous thing. But I don't think that anyone's really doing that either. I don't think anyone's really bringing that that Batman to us either. Uh, well, I would argue certainly that Batman Begins and The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises do no, that. No, I don't yes, think they do. Absolutely. No. Isn't, isn't that why he's good, though, and great cinematically, in that, as, as Helen says, everyone can make their interpretation, and you can make the interpretation, and you could very much argue that throughout all these movies, people have made the interpretation that he's a weird, sicko pervert who just likes dressing <laughs> up, or he is this messed-up man who has, is very, very damaged and you know, is, is vaguely psychotic. I love the fact that the Adam West Batman is neither of those things. <laughs> he's just a... I think it's a little bit sicko pervert. Uh, well, possibly. Uh, you know, he's just a... For me, he's just a paunchy middle-aged billionaire who just likes to dress up and get his kicks by punch, punishing people. Oh, hang on, it is pervy. Exactly. It is, it is yeah. exactly pervy. <laughs> it was the fact that he runs around in satin that I was thinking was, yeah. you know, a little bit strange. But, he's, but at the same time, he's got that wonderful, like, very straight-ahead, 50s, clean-cut attitude. Yeah. Like, even when he's talking to Robin about things, he's he's... You know, rather patriarchically explaining them to yeah. Robin and, and walking, making sure he he understands what's going yeah. on. And he's a walking PSA, isn't he? Yeah, he Constantly. is. Constantly, Robin, don't smoke. Thirty-seven percent of deaths last year were caused by lung cancer in men who smoke. <laughs> Robin, remember to carry shark repellent. You never know when you're going to need it. Is it the fact that because he has because he has no powers, he can far more than any other comic book character? You can just turn him into what you want because he is mm. just some guy who happens to be very rich. It's mm. not like he doesn't have. There, he's, there are less constraints on what you can do with him. Yeah. Which is what, as Helen says, that every new generation can recreate what their Batman is, which I think doesn't apply so much to other superheroes. And I'm going to slightly get out of my out of my depth because you all know superheroes are so much better than me. Like, actually, well, no, I think, but I think, th- I think the enduring ones, I think, do all do it to some extent. I'm just not sure that anyone has done it. Well, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I don't think anyone's done it quite as drastically as Batman has over time and I don't yeah. think uh, you know like the X-Men have definitely evolved mm-hmm. <laughs> evolved uh, X-Men mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know Captain America has very much evolved like the Nomad era you know it's it's he's changed massively the Civil War era he, reflect, he reflects more accurately now the times in which we exactly. live I think than he perhaps once did if you, if you took that Captain America the, 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 the clean cut do-gooder yeah. of the 1940s 50s and 60s and dropped him into our time it wouldn't necessarily work, so they've evolved him. But does Batman do that? That's, does does Batman reflect the era that are around the movies? Is Zack Snyder's Batman more reflective of the times in which we live than Chris Nolan's or Tim Burton's? I, actually, I don't really. I don't feel that's so much the case. I think actually Batman ends up more reflecting the director. Okay, that's 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 doing because you know the, the, yep. the Tim Burton Batman movies are Tim Burton movies. You know the Chris Nolan Batman movies are Chris Nolan movies. They're, they're, Batman's reinterpreted in the style of those filmmakers, and I think obviously the same with the Snyder ones. I think he reflect. Yeah, I don't think he reflects the world so much mm-hmm. as he does what's you know what the cinematic trends are. Mm-hmm. I kind of take Snyder out uh, Snyder out of it a bit because I don't I don't really feel like Snyder's films have defined what their Batman is. I couldn't tell you what Snyder's ba- who Snyder's Batman is, but in the way that Nolan's 
the cinema was going, blockbuster cinema was going through it. Let's make it in the real world kind of thing. You wanted everything very grounded. Uh, the Burton ones were in a period of cinema, well, uh, Batman almost defined it as an era mm-hmm. of you know, pomp and circumstance. They're going as big as possible. It was all about spectacle. So I think they reflect what cinema's going through, but I don't, I don't feel like Batman reflects the world. Although actually thinking about it, the Nolan ones did end up reflecting the world. You know, to, to, I, think, I think the Dark Knight, perhaps not massively intentional. No, they, they set fire to a, to a, to a fire engine. Uh, so that would have been a deliberate thing <laughs> in terms of a post-9-11 mm-hmm. war on terror kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the Dark Knight Rises had a Oof. bit of a, uh, you know... Uh, <laughs> It, it's it's politics are the thing I hate about it most. Okay, Go I think on then. I think right. It, it came out the summer after Occupy. Yeah, and it cast its villain as the guy who was standing up for the ninety nine percent and had a billionaire saving the day. It is the most politically tone deaf film I think of my lifetime, well, and it irritates me beyond reason. Celine is also uh, you know on the side of, of of Occupy. She's you know her and Bain are the yeah, kind yeah, of the but, two sides but, of it. Yeah, but she's just it, it, no. I'm sorry, it just isn't. It doesn't work because she isn't connected to it in any way. She isn't connected to the people at all. She's a lone wolf. So it doesn't matter who she's aligned with because she isn't really aligned with anyone. It's, it's honestly, he is literally, they literally draw a parallel between the people rising up against power and the terror in the French Revolution and, and the bad guys. Plural, because they also have Crane in there. There is there is no part of that film that can legitimately be read as pro occupy, and it and that just annoyed me a lot. Well, fair enough. Because I I just don't think our hero should be standing up for the one percent against the ninety nine. And yeah. I don't think he was. I don't think he was. He, he was uh, he he had to go through a, a, a cleansing of the soul and the bank account in order to <sighs> to strike back against. So yeah, oh, you. Oh, oh, oh. uh, yeah. Well, I, I, I can see where you're, I can see where you're coming from with that one, but I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand behind Bruce Wayne in this one uh, and his <laughs> incredible, ar- incredible array of wonderful toys <laughs> but, uh, that he paid for with his billions. I think, however you interpret it, it's 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 reflective of the fact that that Nolan was all about let's let's make this as realistic as you possibly can given the genre. Yeah. So so that's why his films are, are more reflective of reality of the real world as it was happening at the time they were made Mm -hmm. uh, than Burton's or Snyder's or the Adam West. Of course Batman Begins isn't. Uh, no, I suppose not. Well, but I was watching Batman Begins last night because uh, it's still my favourite of his three. You did actual three. research. I did actual well research, done. yeah. I watched two Batman films last night. We'll Which, get to the other. Okay. And um, it is so... And I think this goes across actually all of Chris Nolan's films, it, it, or certainly his Bat films. It's so freaking portentous. Like, every bit, you know, Hans Zimmer is neverly, never knowingly under-dramatic in his <laughs> scores, and he's like full drama the whole way through. And that's in Batman Begins, which is the more restrained of the three. Like, I find it a bit much, to be honest. And then all the sort of gravelly, you know, dialogue, ominous voicing of nonsensical phrases, like, oh, it just got to me, yeah. This is why Helen has chosen Suicide Squad at number one. <laughs> <laughs> And Batman Begins. No, I love, on, I love that. I love that the, in Batman Begins. I love the kind of the sense of urgency and just the con- the relentlessness of it, the drive that it has. Mm. Um, I, you know, I, I just remember being massively excited by, by it the whole way through. I mean, it's. Uh, we've discussed this before. I think all of us. It kind of, you know, it's it's weaker at the end. It's it's final. Let's say third mm. is is it doesn't doesn't because match if up a to microwave did that to to water, it would be killing people. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, yes, and also yeah. uh, even though it's it's model work rather than CG, mm. it kind of has this kind of visual shift away from you know real the real world to obviously his his some models of a monorail. Mm. But it has a lot of stuff I love uh, about that film. It's quite high up on my list, and uh, it's high up on mine. Yeah, I love, I love, I do love the drive of it. I love the cutting back and forth, the different timelines. I think Christian Bale's fantastic as Bruce Wayne and Batman. More is probably so as Bruce Wayne in that film. Yeah, I think Bruce Wayne has more to do in that film than any of the others. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say it's not, it's not my number one, but I do think of all the directors who've taken it on, Nolan has most convincingly told the story of who his Batman is. Like he's, he makes the one where Batman is the centre of it. No one else has Batman as 
Batman is not the main attraction in anyone else's. And oh, yeah. Very Tim, much in that Tim Burton, you sense, has, couldn't give a shit about Batman, especially by Batman Returns. <laughs> kind of why I love them. <laughs> I'm going to throw in a, a hand here for uh, the other one I watched last night, which is Mask of the Phantasm, where yes. Batman is very much the centre yes. of it. Yes, yeah. and, and that, also, is, that is on our list, yeah. Yeah, and he gets, he gets some good dilemma-ing there in a way that I think not all of the films have managed. Like, I, like in, in the Nolan films, you never for a second buy any of his love stories. Like, they're all terrible. And, um... Rachel! Oh, God. And I think you do buy a little bit more in the Burton films, a little bit with Vicky Vale, certainly with Catwoman. Um, those work a little bit better. Um, Mask of the Phantasm, I think, is, is maybe the best love story of any of the Bat films. Mm-hmm. And the best, the one that best captures his sort of dilemma when he kind of thinks about giving up being Batman mm-hmm. to be happy mm-hmm. and is all tormented about that. And I think that, that was really interestingly done. I think that was a nice um, change. So that, that's why I put that one quite high up on my mm-hmm. list. She's probably the best uh, female lead character apart from uh, no, Michelle Pfeiffer. I was going to say, yeah, we're, we're, we're considering Selena Kyle yeah. a, yeah. a major character then. It's not even close to yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's interesting though. I, ha- I haven't seen Master <laughs> of the Phantasm in a long, long time. Does it? How does it hold up? Pretty well. I mean, the, the animation's a little bit, you know, shaky at times, mm. but um, the voice work is obviously great. And I think the story's mm. pretty good. I, th- I, I like it a lot. And I also think it's very good at explaining what, what we were just saying about Batman Begins. It's very good at explaining why Batman puts on a bat suit because it has that scene where he fights people. I think Nolan kind of slightly took this for Batman Begins as well, but he has a scene where he fights people dressed in normal clothing and he beats them but they're not scared of him and he's like they need to be scared of me I need to wear something that will terrify mm. them what will mm. I do um, so it's kind of so again as with Batman Begins it gets that leap because it is satin. a leap mm-hmm. I will wear a satin it, yeah it is a leap to <laughs> I will dress as a giant bat like it's not an obvious it's, thing it's, 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 it's a leap I mean that, that is <laughs> that is a leap uh, the other thing I love about the uh, about Batman Begins is that it has one of the best twists I've ever seen in a major blockbuster I just did not see coming and even every now every time I watch it You'll I still don't see it. I'm surprised see every time coming well, genuinely I mean yeah, I don't think anyone saw Trevor Slattery coming in Iron Man 3 yeah. uh, and I don't think um, maybe I'm wrong maybe you will all correct me here but I don't think anyone saw Liam Neeson being Ra's al Ghul in Batman because well because they went to the trouble of casting Ken Watanabe so you kind of think well it's obviously Ken Watanabe I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with that I understand what's happening here mm-hmm. um, I think if they'd cast you know AN lesser actor you might have you might have questioned it you might have dodged it yeah, yeah, he doesn't have much to do, but he does it brilliantly. No, I mean A.N. Lesser Actor. <laughs> oh, A.N. Lesser Actor. I love his work. He's fantastic. Yeah. You see that run of the bill he did? Ooh, <laughs> great stuff. And this Hamlet is uh, unsurpassed in the modern era. Uh, okay, so let's talk about... Let's go through um, some of the films bit by bit, and we can begin to lay out our cases here. And I think the one I want to start with is the movie that, for me, is really inextricably linked with Empire. It was on the cover of Empire issue two back in 1989 and I think this movie as much as any movie in history with the possible exception of Jaws and Star Wars obviously uh, changed cinema and they changed the way that movies are consumed and they changed and it was an actual phenomenon and that is of course hang on let me just read my notes here Batman Tim Burton's Batman 1989 correct I loved it. It was a 12 and I still got to go see it. <laughs> I didn't see it at the cinema, but I remember just its existence being the most exciting thing. I remember just seeing that poster, which was just the symbol all yeah. over. Mm. It was actually, I think it was the first time that I was properly aware of a director having made a movie. Okay. Like yeah. it was that the film was created by someone rather than great actors that I love just turned up and made a story one day. <laughs> I do remember the hype around it was so, so exciting to the extent that when I actually saw it, I was almost a little bit disappointed, even though I really enjoyed really? it. I thought it was going to be life-changing. Batman Returns was, but I thought <laughs> Batman was going to be. I thought it was... I enjoyed I mean, it's the first Batman movie I saw in the cinema. Mm. Um, and uh, I knew half the dialogue, thanks to Prince's Bat Dance <laughs> <laughs> single. Just like every line in that film is, 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 is in that uh, song, which is actually not really a song. It's a medley of... Um, of, of all the other songs on the album. Uh, Bat Medley. <laughs> Lazy Prince. No, uh, too, too, soon, too soon. Way too soon. May he rest in peace. Yes, indeed. Um, so, yeah, the awareness of it, I think, was was insane. Just like, like you know, you walked into Woolworths on Bexley Heath Broadway and there were Bat symbols everywhere. I'm well, I certainly you. did. All yeah, the time. Exactly, exactly. You and, were Bexley Heath Broadway as well? <laughs> all Bexley Heath Broadway. Apparently, yeah. 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 yeah I guess. So everyone did. Apparently. They were yeah. my gang. 
We, were like, we were like the Crips of Bixley Heath. <laughs> the craps. Yes, exactly. Um, and, and yeah, it, you, you know, every year you could hear it everywhere, you could see it everywhere. And then, and then yeah, I, I, I went to uh, actually see it. But, I mean, I wasn't and am still not blown away by that film. I think I think I'm not keen on Nicholson's Joker. Oh, um, whoa, 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 I'm not whoa. keen on the makeup for a start. I don't like the oh, look of I him. Oh, I think the makeup's fantastic. Um, I think he uh, is just overdoing it, to be honest. Okay. And also, I think you know, for all the talk of that film saying, "Ooh, it's taking Batman to a new dark place," it doesn't really. Burton wasn't interested in. He didn't. He wasn't into the comics. He wasn't into the origins of the character. He he. His reference point was the TV show, the 1966 one. No, that's. So, True. He well, it's really no, but genuinely he. he okay, well, if, at the if time, I'm wrong, I'm if you wrong, go back but... to the time, you'll notice there's all these books talking about how it's a new, darker take on the character and how he'd gone from the Dark Knight Returns and all of those books of the eighties. <clears throat> I did not feel that at all from the film, and still don't. Oh, it's 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 very much there. If you compare that to the the sixties TV show, it's absolutely there. And there's there's a couple of it's... moments take you know riffing on Dark Knight Returns. Well, it's it's it, it, it still had a silly edge to it. I thought. Oh, it does. Um, yeah. I, oh, yeah, I, I love I love Keaton's Bruce Wayne. Yep. Keaton's Bruce Wayne is great. Um, but the thing that I can forgive it for, there's two things that really bug me about that film. One is making uh, Joe Chill the Joker. Yeah. Which is just, oh, I, come on. I don't have a problem with that because and, I didn't come to Batman from a canonical okay, point of view. Okay, uh, but also killing the Joker at the end. Again, I don't have a problem with that. Because they make the Joker so much part of the psychology of what created Batman, I almost feel like, well, if he kills the Joker at the end, why is he still Batman? I, th- I, I get what you're saying. I think I can see both from the angle of the 1980s and pr- the pre, you know prior to the whole comic book era... Both of those decisions make perfect sense. As a, as a narrative one-off, if you are telling a Batman film, both of those decisions are exactly what you do because it makes it incredibly neat and beautifully tied together. You have a, a lovely mirror image between your villain and your hero. They create each other, which is a, a beautiful little twist on the whole mythos. As a Bat adaptation, neither of those things is okay. But as a one-off film, that's, that's superb filmmaking. Mm. Yeah, I I think it's too neat personally. Well, yeah, like but yeah, but it only is because you're coming at it from the comics. I agree about Joe mm. Chill in the in the in the overall concept of a Batman mythology. I also think that the Joker should not have an origin story. And mm. if you're about to tell me about the Killing Joke, I will tell you that it is not canon. It is explicitly not canon and never well, should be canon. You're going to love Todd Phillips' movie. We're working. <laughs> I know, but this is it. Like the Joker should not have an origin story that is definitive. Because, and that was the one thing I thought Chris Renan did brilliantly with the Dark Knight. Um, oh yeah, the different. Yeah, the different. I got these scars. Like yeah. that is that is exactly what the Joker should be. The Joker should always be a force of yeah. of uncontained chaos, which is one of the reasons Mark Hamill's so good at him in the. Uh, yeah. In those animated, animated versions, cartoons. Cartoons. Uh, yeah, I I, 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 go back and forth on the Joker origin thing because I actually think um, maybe it's because they had Nicholson and they wanted to give Nicholson more to do, and maybe Nicholson didn't want to be wearing the makeup for the entire movie. So there's a whole bit of the movie where he is just himself. That leads to some lovely moments when where he is Jokerified and he's wearing skin yeah. makeup. That's I, I love Nicholson's portrayal of the Joker. I think it's yeah. Is he is he is he stretching himself? No. Uh, is he having a, a great time? Yes. Is he iconic? I would say absolutely. So. Yeah. He's yeah. Also, he has so many lines we quote on a yeah. almost daily basis in the Empire office. He's also so sadistic. Like there is nothing I don't think that Heath Ledger did that's close to the the um, Alicia. Oh scar. my god! Yeah. I mean, that is some twisted shit. And and all of the stuff with Vicky Vale, with his sort of pursuit of mm. her, that is psychological warfare of the highest nature, and it is really disturbing. Far more disturbing than any of the relationship in Suicide Squad. Yeah. That movie is interesting. I didn't see it at the cinema, but I didn't see it at the cinema for a weird reason, in that I was a little bit annoyed by all the hype. And so <laughs> I was a really contrarian <clears throat> year old, and... I just kind of took against the film in a little bit. Well, you know, because I was a, I liked Batman, I liked the TV series, the Adam West stuff, I had Batman toys and figures going up. I wasn't really into the comics that much. But I just remember being a little annoyed that there was, like, everybody at my school who was suddenly into Batman. I was, well, I'm going to swim against the stream with this one. And so I didn't watch it until it came out on VHS. There's, we, 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 we are dating ourselves again. <laughs> um, and uh, I watched it, and I was on a little portable TV with my best friend at the time, and I was absolutely blown away. I became evangelical about it and started collecting stuff and buying the Danny Elfman soundtrack and just going nuts for it. Mm. 
but that but the, the the main phenomenon of it passed me by. But it did change the way films are made. It it really changed the way that. Hollywood perceived wide releases, which now has you know been further boiled down into this thing where if you don't get, it feels like if you don't make a hundred million in your opening weekend and you're you're gone, you're dead, you're seen as a flop, and it certainly began Hollywood's fascination with comic book movies, which has obviously led to where we are now. It, it, but it didn't really follow through on it completely. But it certainly it certainly told executives and studios that there is money to be made, there's gold in them, our hills, mm-hmm. yeah. and for that it is obviously such a landmark film. And it led directly to Batman Returns three years later. And I know there are a couple of people in this in this, in this podcast. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, I think my favourite thing about Bert, uh, Burton's take on Batman is that, yeah, you say he's not really interested in the origins of it, but he's interested in these weirdos who just decide they decide they're going to turn themselves into something else which and I think that that is done best in that film with him and Catwoman the Penguin weirdly the strangest one is not someone who's dressing up as something else he is completely himself Um, but I really like that he's just that it's just it's totally an exploration of how mad are these people who have decided that they're going to create this entirely new life and go out at night in this strange fetish wear and and fight crime. I love I love the I I sort of love the non Batmanishness of it. That it's not the fact that he's it doesn't he doesn't delve into any the, all the comic book stuff. He just establishes these almost new characters. Mm. And I mean, it's almost more about Catwoman than anything. She is yeah. such mm. an amazing character. So that was supposed to die at the end. Really? The, yeah, in the script, she was. Um, Daniel Waters wrote it so that she dies at the end. He was really annoyed that she didn't <laughs> die at the end. He was like, they had this sudden CG shot. That's not my story. What did he do? Um, but she is just incredible. I mean, I think she's possibly more than anyone else in the whole Batman universe. No, so aside from Heath Ledger, she's probably the most indelible character of any of the. I'd agree with that. Any of the Batman films. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's absolutely her movie. And it's, it's the Penguins movie as much. It starts with the Penguin, yeah. and yeah. you know, that, that, and she gets the origin story, and she gets the emotional arc of the movie. And there's great stuff with Bruce Wayne, but it's on the periphery of the film yeah. almost. It yeah. feels it feels that way. He's almost even more interested in Max Shrek. Yeah, than completely. Than well, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, well, I think cause, because Batman is the easiest one to explain. We know why Batman is who he is. Yeah. Well, I mean, the interesting thing in the very first Batman. Tim Burton actually opens by making fun of Batman's origin story mm. with another family in an alleyway. Yes. And it's a fake out. You think it's going to be uh, the Waynes and it isn't. It's Batman That's saving right. a family in an alleyway because it was already a freaking cliche in 1989 mm. and yes. still we're doing it. Three time flashbacks in best Batman v Superman. Best version quickly of, of that, of the, the Waynes being, being murderalized. It is actually probably Batman Begins. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. That's because it's uh, Ken Barlow's son. <laughs> I just, I can't. I, Linus Roach is an amazing actor in his own right, and uh, I think more famous around the world probably than than William Roach. But <laughs> he's Ken Barlow's son, and I can never take him seriously because. <laughs> he's, he, but he's really nice in that scene. You know, Bruce gets scared and wants to leave the opera, which seems like a terrible opera to take a child to. Oh yeah. Also, it's an opera, so why are you taking a child to it? But anyway, they they leave, and then and then he's all like, "Oh, it was me who wanted to leave. Bruce was." fine he was very brave i mm. i just got a bit scared and it's like it's cute it's a yeah. nice little father moment why do we fall master wayne so <laughs> big ourselves back <laughs> i uh, should genuinely say that to my children really yeah i always Sorry. say i don't have children but if i did i'd say <laughs> never rub another man's rhubarb <laughs> yeah. It's good advice, right? Yeah. Did, you, did you hear about the couple who went around Comic-Con one year? They were dressed in just sort of 1940s nice clothes. She had a string of pearls on. They went up to every single person dressed as Batman and shouted, Son! And then fell down dead in front of them. That's amazing. I'm not a fan of Batman Returns. Holy shit. How dare you? He's, the bat cat is amongst the bat pigeons. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I um, don't disagree about Pfeiffer <laughs> mm-hmm. at all. The look of the character, the design of the character, the way she played it is fantastic. But I just didn't dig the Penguin storyline in any way, shape or form. I was bored by Max Shrek. Um, And uh, I actually... One of my strongest memories of not enjoying myself in the cinema as a teenager was the moment when all the penguins come waddling out with rockets strapped to their backs. And I remember sitting there going... What the hell am I watching? <laughs> yeah, and let's remember that that's still canon, according to that one throwaway line of dialogue in was it Justice League, yeah. where Jeremy Irons goes, "Remember when it was just exploding penguins?" Wow. Yes, and of yeah. course uh, the fact that they they have Danny Elfman's uh, score in yeah. Justice League as well <laughs> does seem to indicate that 
It is canon in a way. It's a bit weird, but but I I just felt that 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 movie doesn't really feel like a Batman movie to me. It feels like if it just feels like. A Tim Burton movie with Catwoman in it. That's, well, that's, no I, d- I don't disagree with that, and that's that's. Uh, but that's not a loss to me because I'm mm. not. I was not a Batman comic book reader, and I just really enjoyed his creation of it. Uh, why don't Why don't you like the Penguin? Um, I, I, it's overdone. Overdone. Just kind of like just the the makeup, the look of it. Again, I didn't like the Joker the way they made the Joker look. It, it just is too too monstrous. So you think an odious, phenal, horrible, nasty guy who runs for political office mm. treats everybody badly yeah. women in particular mm. and rises to the very top of his profession you think is unrealistic <laughs> no not what he did no, it was just it's just this, <laughs> just just the way he was presented no i, I listen if you, uh, you, you batman returns for yeah. me the penguin is the trump card of that film yeah wow. he's yeah, great I, I really like him I, yeah emphasis I, heavily on one word of that sentence card uh, <laughs> so you love batman returns that's that's absolutely number one for you uh yes absolutely and i i really love the penguin for that whole um the dressing up thing the fact that his his thing is you're annoyed that i am who i am and you have to put on that mask to be who you are i really like that thing of like he's so annoyed that everyone loves you for dressing up like a weirdo i'm a weirdo and they hate me <laughs> mm. i think that's really really good i really really like that did Tim i come and write that line <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so the, the, those two Tim Burton movies and the two Michael Keaton uh, movies made way, obviously, for Joel Schumacher, Val Kilmer, and George Clooney. Batman Forever and Batman and Robin are, for me, two of the worst blockbusters of all time. Batman and Robin, in particular, is a hate crime of a film uh, that very nearly killed the careers of everyone involved. Uh, Clooney managed to claw his way back, thank goodness. Uh, in fact, most people have from, from that film. But it is, it's just a horror show. Did mm. anyone vote for it? No. No. No, although in my total, in my full list, mm-hmm. I put it higher than any of the Snyder ones. Can, I, just, can, I, can I shock you? Are you sure? In your, in your list, you actually put it at number 10. Did I? Yeah, you well, did. Well, that's because there were 13 in total. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're um, saying it's better than Batman v Superman, Colin Donna Justice, Justice League, and Suicide Squad. I'm certainly oh. saying I enjoy it more. I think it has a certain... It has a, it has a camp value that the others don't. I find yeah. the Snyder ones are just so downbeat that they're a slog to get through. <laughs> I, can re, I can re-watch Batman, Ro- Batman and Robin. I'm going to fast-forward loads of it. Yeah, okay. But I'd, if that mm. was on TV, I'd be much more likely to watch that than any of the Snyder ones. I find them so tedious I think it's a it's a director who hasn't who hasn't defined who any of his characters are uh-huh. I mean talk about Burton not being really interested in who Batman is I don't think Snyder is either see I don't I don't agree with that I think it's almost it, I, I'm not entirely sure of the timeline of Man of Steel going in Man of Steel 2 becoming Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice but I I do have the feeling that he made Man of Steel almost to get his hands eventually on Batman. And I think that he is interested in Batman from primarily an iconographic point of view, that he, as a very visual director, mm-hmm. really wanted the chance to do something with with Batman as a character. And certainly his introduction in Batman Superman is really interesting visually in the way he blends into the walls. And It's, it's this whole, it's, the, it's back to the um, Dark Knight Returns nonsense. Not Sorry, not nonsense. It's a fine comic, but like it yeah. shouldn't be the only comic that anyone reads. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but it's back to this idea of, oh, he's older and grizzled and he's been doing this a long time and it's taken its toll. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay and yeah. I just uh, I if, find those films I also think that the, the big thing and we've talked about this I know when we yeah. did the spoiler special for BVS I think yeah. um, Batman has one rule now it's sometimes differently formulated either he doesn't kill or he doesn't use a gun or it's some combination of both um, but he breaks both rules throughout the Snyder mm. movies so is it really Batman is it just some dude in a cape well he, in fairness Batman Returns breaks it as well yeah, that's uh, true. he blows Actually, up some clowns yeah. that's true he, he, he breaks he kills, it all over the place and, he kills it yeah, yeah, yeah he, he, he kills a joker I mean he kills you know and, oh, he falls off a thing but really he doesn't have to save him but he kills a lot of people and, and also he, ethically in Batman Begins you know <laughs> I don't have to I, I won't kill you but I don't have to save you <laughs> Well, my, my, my lawyer friend here may, <laughs> may beg to differ. No, he, kill, he kills a Batman as well, doesn't he? I'm pretty sure he does he, kill he, a Batman he, as yeah. well. But I just, he uses a gun, though. So even either way. Yeah. You know. That goes back to Burton, I think, not being interested necessarily in some of the key, the core values of the character. What Snyder does with Batman in Batman uh, v Superman, Dawn of Justice, is really interesting. And in he turns him into a, politically, he turns him into a, a, a guy who doesn't like outsiders he doesn't like 
this immigrant who comes in and mm. you know is is getting all the adulation and they, obviously they do a 180 on the character towards the end of the movie but there's a there's a a kind of toxicity to Bruce Wayne and Batman in Dawn of Justice particularly which I feel has to be deliberate on Snyder's part and uh, and that character doesn't feel the same to me necessarily in Justice League and I wonder how much of that is the the natural sunny side up nature of that movie that they were trying to inst- instigate after Donald Justice didn't do that well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. critically or how much of it is the Whedonification of, of that movie we'll, we will probably never know but I, I do think that Snyder does some interesting things with the character not necessarily things I applaud but certainly he does have a take on it. I think it's the old problem, you always have this in comics, when you try to set your good guys against each other, someone is usually acting unreasonably and out of mm. character. Um, and and so you have both of them in Batman v Superman. And yes, I've seen the longer cut, and I still think this is the case. I, you have yeah. them both acting out of character yeah. and irrationally in order to get to that point where they just go after each other. I think, I think Clark Kent acts more rationally in that movie than Bruce Wayne. Oh, much so, much uh, so, yeah. But I, you know, I've said this to the podcast before, uh, I quite like the longer cut. I think it makes things make a lot more sense. Uh, you know, it's is is it the, the Batman that you that I would want to see on the big screen? No. Is it the Superman I want to see? Definitely not. But taking on his own merits as a three-hour slab of of blunderbuss entertainment, then you know, it's it's totally fine. I will say one thing for the to the Batman in Dawn uh, Dawn of Justice. I love the suit. I like the look suit of it. Suit is good. Yeah. Suit well, is good. He looks yeah. like a tank. Yeah, he's got yeah. No, the no, necklace I, suit. No, not the um, armour suit. I'm talking about his normal costume. Yeah, it still looks like a tank. Yeah. No, no, I kind of like the fact that he's kind of, you know, big and heavy and burly. I mean, it's, it's the Dark Knight Rises thing. Sorry, not the yeah, uh, Dark Knight Returns, Dark Knight Returns thing. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah. um, but I, I, I don't know. I kind of dug it. I thought it looked good. It's, it's cool from a from a strength point of view, but you you are flex. You know, you're sacrificing flexibility and speed to do that so I, 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 it's just mm. I don't know if, if Batman is meant to be the, the sort of the fittest guy in the world not in the Nightwing sense but in the uh, in the athletic sense then it actually does take <laughs> away from that a little bit I don't know Bruce Wayne's pretty pretty fetch is that what the kids say I no. believe it is yeah no? but okay that's <laughs> <laughs> the youngest I can tell him, <laughs> what, are they, what do they say is he dank that's, that only applies to memes. Okay, right, sorry. I, I don't, don't know, know what it means, though. <laughs> He's, his dank is fetch. Um, right, we don't Stop have trying a, to make fetch happen. <laughs> Stop trying to make dank fetch happen. Uh, we don't have a lot of time left, uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask very, very quickly, before we go through the top ten, I'm going to ask for your favourite Batman actor. Uh, who has filled the suit better? And you can <laughs> include Kevin Conroy and Will Arnett in this. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very tempted to say Will Arnett. We haven't talked about Lego Batman, but I love how petulant he is. <laughs> um, uh, I, think, I think Keaton is still my favourite. Um, I, I love his reaction recently. Someone asked him, you know, how you feel about other, all these other people playing Batman. And he says, I'm fine with it because, you know, I'm Batman. <laughs> and, and that is the perfect answer. And one that I don't think Christy Bale is capable of giving. So it's Michael Keaton for me. I'm sad he never made, played the role again. I'm sad that he left when Burton left. I genuinely, I, I do sometimes wonder... Would he have made a better fist to Batman Forever? And I will love Batman Forever for one reason, one reason only. Batman Hold me, thrill me, kiss me, kill me. Oh, great great song. Great but great also, song. do you know why, why else I like Batman Forever? Why? There's the bit where Robin goes, holy rusted metal, Batman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's rusted metal and it's full of holes. It's also the movie on which Jim Carrey annoyed Tommy Lee Jones yes. so much that he went up to him in a restaurant uh, when they were filming the film. Uh, when they were filming the film, when, when they were shooting the shoot, and uh, Tommy Lee Jones turned around to him and said, "I cannot sanction your buffoonery," which is <laughs> one of the greatest slogans anyone has ever said. And you've got a hand. It says Schumacher making a film with Tommy Lee Jones and Val Kilmer at the same yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, <laughs> the, the difficulty rating is high. Yeah. 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 The thing you do have to say for Schumacher is he definitely had an aesthetic. He yeah. knew he what he knew what he wanted Batman <laughs> to look like. I mean, it was garish and horrible, but he knew he he had a take. That's true. Yeah, he did. And I, I don't I don't know how much he could be blamed for Batman and Robin. Oh, I think, and I think I can. he can. I think oh, it's absolutely at his hands. I think it's. I think I'm going to level most of the blame at the Kiefer Goldsman. 
No, I, no, I disagree. And I think I think Schumacher would put his hands up to it. I interviewed yeah. him ages ago for Phantom of the Opera, and we started talking about it. And I was kind of, you know, gently working my way up to it. <laughs> then, oh, he's not going to want to talk about Batman and Robin. I started talking about it. So, why you've got all nervous? What are you all nervous about? So, oh, well, I need to ask you about Batman and Robin, and I don't know how how you're going to feel talking about it. So, what you mean the film that made the studio a fortune, made all of us a fortune, <laughs> and was, as far as I was concerned, a great experience. I think he made the film he wanted to make. He okay. was he was happy. <laughs> He set out to make a terrible film. We always say in the podcast, no one ever sets out to make a terrible <laughs> no. film. Uh, no, but I think he didn't seem he didn't seem unhappy with it, and he yeah. didn't make any noises that suggest that he was forced into anything like the mm. the nipples. Like, that he seemed <laughs> fine with those. No, no, that, that, that's all fine. But what I mean is the script. The script is one of the worst screenplays yeah. ever written, and so I'm going to lay a lot of the blame at the door of Akiva Gilsman for that who naturally went on to win an Oscar and then <laughs> screw up lots of other things besides yeah. but hey it's all good uh, so anyway uh, Keaton uh, top three are uh, Bale, Bale and Bale good god <laughs> <laughs> you're so on Brad I think Bale's a bit of an unfashionable choice really I think all the hipsters down in Shoreditch will be saying Keaton really? or Kevin Conroy really well the hipsters yeah. down in Shoreditch say a lot of things that I would uh, <laughs> I would never put in my mouth. They, so, went, to, they um, went to another school, Dan. You don't know them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I just think, uh, and, and also what you got with Bale, Bale and Bale is is, is a complete <coughs> journey through, with the character, which yes, is like do. a beginning, middle and an end of Bruce Wayne uh, and Batman. So, um, yeah. True, but that's not, that's not really down to him. That's, no, that's, that's right. his fortune of being in a trilogy. Fair enough, fair enough. But in terms of the performance, mm-hmm. it's a full journey. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think he does the, you know, A to M to Z or however you want to say it, yeah. uh, perfectly. Yeah, I I'm I'm split between two. I do think I do think that Bale is superb, but yeah, I kind of had to go Keaton as well. And yeah. partly again because I like the thing of he doesn't look like a superhero. He's the kind of guy who should put on a costume so that people will be terrified mm. of him and take him seriously as a yeah. crime fighter. Whereas Christian Bale could go out and says, "Look, I've got four thousand abs. I can beat you to death in two <laughs> seconds." Whereas if Michael Keaton tried to start a fight with you, well, I'd be scared because anyone would scare me. But sure. Bale, to... Bale gets the slickness of that character in a yes. way. I don't think anyone else did. I'm thinking of the moment. I mean, he holds his own against Heath Ledger as the Joker yeah. in The Dark Knight. And I've seen some people say he doesn't. He absolutely does. Uh, but there's a moment when the Joker breaks into his pen house apartment and takes and and you know starts running a mock around the party and uh bail as wayne is just so calm and just walks off very calmly to his what they think is a panic room but obviously he's going to turn into yeah. batman and that is a moment that just makes me think he really nailed that side of the mm. character and, and because nolan was making a stealth bond film especially with batman begins he plays oh. him almost as a bond as james bond and i really like that take on the character helen won't no <laughs> he did it he did it even more i think in dark knight rises that was the one where i was scribbling over my notepad like in really big letters like fuck off and make a bond film already jesus who nolan yeah she did i sat next to her it was very distracting <laughs> it was your was notepad as well really <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was just like when when one out of every two women is evil like i just can't yeah. be having with it felt tip all over all these ipads <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think the thing is, well, yeah, I totally agree with you uh, on Bale, and I think he is the he is the one that most of all got the psychotic edge of the yeah. character. You yeah. definitely felt like, particularly in that moment where he just walk, he walks away from so many things calmly. You get mm. this guy is mm. unhinged. He's but just yeah. totally. But there's there's also there's, 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 there's not two levels to the Bale. Batman is three, aren't there? Because there's the real Bruce Wayne, there's the fake Bruce Wayne, and there's Batman. Yes. Mm. Um, which, which you know, yeah. we hadn't seen that before. Yeah, and and I, I, again, I thought he handled really well, especially in Batman Begins. Who does the best bat voice? Keaton. Kevin Conroy is supposed to be the right answer here, isn't it? But I always feel his his Batman voice is pretty much the same as his Bruce Wayne voice. Yeah. There's not a, there's not a lot going on there of differentiation. Arnett it's, then. Arnett. Yes, it is. It is. It's Arnett. It's not Bale. Bale's is stupid. Nailed it. <laughs> Bales is too much. Arnett's is great. Arnett's is hilarious. All right. Okay. Uh, we don't have any time left. So what we're going to do is uh, I'm going to quickly collate your top tens and then come back in two seconds and then we're going to run through the top ten very, very quickly and get your reactions to it. How's about that then? Great. Oh, we back. did a moment. Oh, fuck it. All right. We don't have a lot of time, but very quickly. Moment. Best moment in the Batman film, Ollie. Uh, it's actually not a Batman moment. It's the Catwoman moment. God damn it! That's what I was about to yeah. say. Yeah, it's uh, it's the Kitty Litter moment. I just love it. Oh, it's. I was thinking the bit where she flip flops out of the department store, stops in front of Batman and the Penguin, and says meow, and then yeah. the entire store bu- explodes behind her. Oh, mine is when she falls into the kid. It's just the way she says, "Bastard." <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's the uh, 
Batman Joker interrogation scene in The Dark Knight, quite clearly, isn't it? Followed closely <laughs> by Lobster Thermidor. Oh, Lobster <laughs> Thermidor. That is good. <laughs> Uh, 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 yeah, little's great moments. Uh, I love the truck flip. I love the the bit where the bat pod goes up against the wall in the Dark Knight. Oh, that's. Cool. I don't think we really yeah. talked about the Dark Knight no. uh, because the Dark Knight's my number one. Yeah, and <laughs> it's an extraordinary piece of filmmaking, uh, both as a Batman movie and as a thriller, as a as a just a Michael Mannion action blockbuster. It is incredible, and it came out in 2008, and two comic book movies came out that year that changed everything. One was Iron Man, the other one was Dark Knight, and both are both still hold up to this day. And I still remember going to see that movie, which I think since has become a bit lionized because of Heath Ledger's performance, but everything else works. The opening shot, the opening sequence, Bill Fickner's cameo in an opening uh, bank He's heist. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. Uh, in a way that I, I mean, don't think, um, what's his name from uh, The Wire, the Irish fella from The Wire and Game of Thrones, he plays the same function essentially as the CIA agent in Dark Knight Rises. Aidan Gillen, thank you. Uh, and, you know, he's in that same sort of wheelhouse in Dark Knight Rises, doesn't quite work. But I just remember being at the screening, packed multimedia, I was living in LA at the time, and watching that sequence, a whole bat pod, uh, tumbler into bat pod, truck flip sequence, which makes not a blind bit of sense when you begin mm. to scrutinise the plot but anyway literally none of the plot makes any sense like we should be clear on this the plot does the, not make sense the Joker's grand plan is complete bollocks but we'll, 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 we'll get past that it's fine but the bit where the bat pod goes up against the wall and flips round and continues to chase again got a round of applause like a stand like almost like a standing ovation in the cinema and it's one of those goosebump moments that will just live with me forever and, mm. and for that reason I've gone for Dark Knight as my number one and that's probably my number one moment although I do also love the moment in Batman 1989 when Keaton as Bruce Wayne uh, flips out with the Joker and goes, you want to get nuts? Come Let's get nuts. Because <laughs> oh. that's the moment when you get, he gets this character. Yeah. I've got another moment. Okay. Batman 1966, where he's running around with the bomb and he wants to throw it in the water and he sees the ducks. baby ducks. <laughs> Brilliantly, of course, riffed on in Wallace and Gromit, yeah. uh, as I think we all remember. All right, that is it. That is the, that definitively the number one Batman moment. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of bat, bat seconds with the uh, empirical top ten. Okay, so here we are. I have uh, done all the, the bat totting of the bat scores and the top ten. Dan, you changed things. You changed things. Yep. You changed the placement of specifically... Let me just make sure I got this right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Well, okay, Justice League was not in the top ten anyway, but you, you, but you, you demoted it from ten to eleven on your list, thus giving it just a mere... One point. Batman and Robin also got one point because Ollie put it there. I'm so 10. sorry. Um, but that's fine. Suicide Squad didn't get any votes, guys. Aww. Not a Batman film? <laughs> well, he's, he is in it. But then, bat can open, bat worms everywhere. All right, so starting at number 10, uh, it is Batman v Superman, colon, Dawn of Justice. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> Dismissive <laughs> sniff from Ellen. <laughs> My word. Uh, number nine, Batman Forever. I still uh, enjoyed it. Oh, I mean, yeah? it's, it's stupid, but... Yeah, it has its moments. Yeah. It has its moments. It is not on my list. I went for both of the Snyders above Oof. above that movie. Um, although they don't have a kick-ass U2 track, do they? <laughs> Number... Uh, hang on. Eight. Thank you. <laughs> Number eight. Because <laughs> I haven't written it in order, so I'm looking at the points tally. Number eight, uh, Batman 1966. Oh, that's hard. That's interesting. Yeah, it's. I mean, look, it's fun. It's got very colourful characters. It's got a bit with ducks. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and it's kind of hard. To, it's hard to dislike, basically. Yeah, you can't hate that. movie. You have to be really self-important yeah, to exactly. dislike it. Yeah, number seven. Sure. Thanks, Helen. You're keeping track here. The Lego Batman movie. What seven? Yeah, yeah. that should be higher. Well, it should well, be higher. Yeah. Well. It, well, it ain't. <laughs> I'm here to tell you it ain't. Uh, I didn't put it in my top ten. That's why. No, I did. Oh. I did. I put it at number nine. I don't like that film very much. Oh, I thought um, it was hilarious. Man. Yeah, oh it's God. no Lego. It's no Lego movie. It's the bit where it's the bit where Batman tells um, Alfred that he couldn't possibly understand what it's like to have a son. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, it's amazing. All right, I'm back. I'm back aboard. That's great. Uh, at number six, The Dark Knight Rises. 
It's higher than it should be. That's lower I, than it should be. Um, I higher really, than it should be. I, really really should be. It. I agree it's easily the worst of his, but um, I think there's so many good things. Yeah. Like, mm. Anne Hathaway's so brilliant. She's she is great. in that. Yeah, yeah she's really great, great amazing. in yeah. that. And yeah. there's yeah, there's so much good stuff in it. I agree. It's yeah, it's got a lot of issues, and the most of the last hour is not good. But I love the bit where the guy with, goes off the the main the hero of the film goes off with a broken back and then just fixes it. Yeah, through willpower. <sighs> yeah, like he keeps doing that though. Like, why do you have that at the beginning? And then like, I just oh, just stop. I just hate it. I just I know I don't hate it. Oh my I god, I do really dislike it though. It really irritates me, and it irritates me all the more for having so many good bits and, and Anne Hathaway. I, I think it's very, very rewatchable. Um, I mainly rewatch it just to try and decipher a little bit more Bane's dialogue. What the hell? I think it's better than Batman Returns. Better than Batman Returns. What a lovely, lovely opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Next on the list, because I've lost track. Number five. 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 Number five <laughs> is Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Okay. Good, Good. Yeah. yeah. Fair, solid. Yeah, I, had it higher. I had it higher, but that's all right. To quote, to quote another superhero movie, Helen, it's not about you. Thanks. Which All one's right. that from? Doctor Strange. Oh, um, <laughs> famous line from Doctor Strange. <laughs> That's a famous line from Doctor Strange. I'm always quoting it. Is it the famous line from it's, Doctor Strange? It's, it's the only line from yeah. Doctor Strange. Um, number four. Let me just make sure we get this right, because if I fuck this up, this is bad. Number four. Batman. 1989, Michael Keaton as Batman. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I think that's dead on. That's all right. Yeah, I think this top four is... I, know, I think I know where it's going, but I'm not going to argue with whether the, this top four. You think you know where it's going? Mm. Interesting. And I know where I've been. <laughs> what? Number that's three. Batman famously saying. <laughs> Number three. Batman. Begins. Returns. In what? Oh, oh, I wait, did not. there's yeah, been some shenanigans there's, exactly. here. Exactly. There's been tomfoolery afoot. Two number ones. Yeah. Two number fives. Oh, dicks. <laughs> Both dicks, in. Dicks Returns. Dick, yeah. Dicks Begins. Yep, sorry. And Dicks Returns. Uh, that's fine. You, you, you're not happy with it? Number three? No. Number three? No, no I, I was going to get number two. Number three is a podium placement. Number three is a bronze medal. Number three is a mention in dispatch. I mean, I came for gold. <laughs> I didn't come here to make friends. No, I know. I, I mean, I put it in number six, so I think it's done well. Number six? Yeah. Hang on, let me just... Oh, hang on. Weirdo. Oh, you have, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, it's dropped down a point then, hasn't it? Because you had it number five in your original list. Oh, I gave you the new list. No, number five in your original list. So I didn't... I thought you'd just knock something down a little bit. No, no, no. Lego I'm Batman. Just, I'm just going to make sure it... your list tallies. Oh, Dark Knight, goodness. Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises, Lego Batman in at number four, dropping everything down a, a point. So Batman 1989 drops down a point as well, but that yeah. doesn't change anything. So the, the, you know, it's all still the same. Number two, Batman Begins. Excellent. Shock? That's exactly what no, right. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, I thought that was... I thought that was no, I th- always thought that was going to be yeah. way up the top, and it should be. See, I find that film is much maligned. Uh, not here because you guys don't work in the office, but whenever it's mentioned in the office, I am the sole defender of that really? film. Really? Yeah. For what reasons? Uh, people think it's bloated, over long. I think I don't think they I don't think they watched it, mm. rewatched it, but it's always on ITV4. So just, you know, stick it on. It's so rewatchable. Yeah, it's so rewatchable. I think I've seen it. I have seen. Well, it makes sense that I've seen it more more times than The Dark Knight because it's been out for longer. But yeah, I have. I've seen it more times. Yeah, in fact, is the Batman movie I've seen the most. I haven't seen it a lot of times, but I think just I think it just it does such a good job of establishing it, who its Batman is. I think it, it's that is great filmmaking, the especially when you consider contextually where it was when it was made. Mm, mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. You know, it was coming off. It was eight years after. You know, we're we're talking at the moment about is it you know Neil Blomkamp is just rebooting Robocop just a few years after they made a terrible remake and that conversations in the ether is it too soon to reboot and they were rebooting eight years after uh, Batman Forever screwed the pooch and there was so much writing in that film not just for Nolan but for Warner Brothers and for, for everything in a way and it was such a bold gambit to mm. do what they did with, with that film mm. to, to, to try and ground it as much as they did yeah completely I mean it's uh, you were talking about the um, action moments in uh, The Dark Knight earlier and you could like the thing Batman Begins doesn't have is good action there's like his yeah I, like, I don't think Nolan is naturally a great action director he's become one um, but in that film there's a lot of the action is choppy choppy yeah uh, but I think that's kind of it's 
one of its strengths is that it doesn't rely on being an action movie. Mm. It's very much a character-based movie, yeah. and it does it brilliantly. One weird thing about Batman Begins that I noticed last night is it kind of takes away a little bit from the whole Batman being a... Uh, genius, a little bit, because it, it outsources a lot mm-hmm. of his tech genius to Lucius Fox, That's true. which I think yeah, is true. odd. Very true. Um, and and you, I mean, obviously in the Christopher Nolan films, there's very little actual detecting. That's probably true of Batman as a whole on on the big screen. I think, he, um, but the, there's there's really qu- not very Knight, much. There, Dark Knight, there is there is a lot more detecting. There's a bit of detecting. Mm. There's, there's ballistics tests. Yeah. I don't think he, I don't think we've seen that world's greatest detective version of Batman yet. There's a little bit of it in. The Affleck Snyder and there's a bit in iteration. the there's a bit in the uh, the first Batman where he's sort of detecting Smilex. the, the Smilex stuff. Yeah, yeah. Bit, but we haven't really seen that, and maybe that's what Matt Reeves is going to go for with the Batman. Maybe and maybe that's an interesting way you can you can take this character if you were to make a, a proper film noir, a proper 1940s flavored movie, not set in the 1940s but if you if you were to make a you know a, a farewell my lovely with mm. with batman in the lead role that would be really interesting to yeah. me and it, w- it wasn't one of those movies that to quote the script from logan ends up with a cg fuckathon with cities being destroyed and that's one of the things that 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 does slightly poison the batman begins well ultimately if we talked about it a little bit already where it, it ends up in this cg models yeah. destruction mm. and it doesn't really work Mm. Given what's 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 come before, and I think that would be an interesting way to take the character. If the, that uh, the narrows is never mentioned again, never mentioned <laughs> again, and of course Gotham mysteriously changes completely <laughs> between <laughs> from that movie, which was Pittsburgh, to oh, the Dark Knight, which is that, Chicago. Okay, because mm. there's still the canals in in Batman Begins. Okay. But you know what happened in the narrows? That little kid that Batman met, he, yeah, he became he grew the king. Up to Joffrey, yeah, he grew up to <laughs> yes, Joffrey. Yes, he did. Absolute bastard. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Joffrey. Joffrey Batman's the- responsible for half the deaths in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Thanks, Batman. <laughs> That's a weird universe. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so number one. Any guesses? I can't imagine what it could be. No. <laughs> Wait, is it Suicide Squad? It is. Hey. Why so serious? It is, is it Suicide Justice League. Squad? We haven't heard from that yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justice League. Uh, Justice League is, you know. Anyway, um, it is the Dark Knight. Hooray! It's the as much as I love Batman Returns as a piece of filmmaking. That's the correct decision. (sighs) Helen is not convinced. She has lobbed a well timed (laughs) in this direction. (laughs) Would you care to back that up? (laughs) It's 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 very good. I just uh, yeah, I I find some of its praise a little overdone. But it is I very good. Your and thanks. Done. Well, you know, um, I just like it as a plot. As I've said, it, it makes not a lick of sense. Yeah, not a bit. It's but you know, it's the Joker in it. Yeah. No, but like that's, that's the point. <laughs> that's that's the point, isn't it? It's, well, it's the Joker plot holes don't matter. But that's the point, isn't it? It's not a chaotic plot at all. Like so many things have to happen exactly when they happen mm, for that plot yeah. to make mm. any sense. That it, it doesn't work as a Joker plot. Um, I want to change my best moment because it is it is actually from it is from the Dark Knight and it's the introduction of the Joker. I think that just nothing else comes close with the pencil. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Oh, you're, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Are you talking about the bank heist introduction of the Joker? <laughs> sorry, sorry, where, sorry. Yeah. I mean the pencil moment, the magic trick. Yeah. Although that's trick, great too. That is an incredible, yeah. an incredible moment yeah. as well. There's so many mm. incredible moments in the Dark Knight, mm. um, but again, I feel that maybe goes off the rails a little bit towards the end. A little yeah. bit, but a lot less than a lot less than Begins did. I, I'm not so. I was wasn't so into the whole the thing that he can survey everyone with, and uh, oh, again, timeliness. You know, people being monitored, yeah, etc. Um, and with the glowy eyes and running around, mm. that, I wasn't so into that. But then by that point, I was just like, this film's got a free pass. Yeah, well, there's you, been enough good stuff. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. fine. <laughs> Have ten sloppy minutes. I don't mind. And where do you stand on, on Ledger as, as the Joker? Amazing. Just. Uh, just totally brilliant. I mean, just just beyond it. I mean, I I, I kind of rated him as an actor at that point, but I remember when he was cast, <laughs> like uh, like a lot of people. But like, really? Okay. Um, uh, I had I just did not expect what I was going to end up seeing. Yeah. Um, and and what he did with that character just so so great for the character as well. Made the character so much more interesting. Like Helen was saying earlier, not giving him a backstory, not giving him an origin, having those you know 
those monologues, the look of him, ten times better than Nicholson's Joker, uh, the idea that, uh, you know, he could intimidate an entire room of mobsters with one pencil, mm. whereas Batman needs, you know, tanks and armour and everything like that. And again, you know, you, you've got parallel, you've got your Al-Qaeda versus the United States parallel there. Um, but um, coming back to Ledger himself, yeah, I mean, the way he found the voice, you know, mm. the way he moved his face all the time, like he was chewing rotten meat the entire time. The prosthetics work Mm. Was exemplary as well. He's the he's the only he's the only scary Joker. It's a terrifying character. Yeah, mm. I, I yeah, that's a that's a really good take. Uh, Nicholson's not too, well. No, Nicholson's, no, Nicholson, scary. Nicholson's great fun. He's not scary. I think if you were well, in a room scary. with oh, him, God, yeah. he'd be yeah. scary. Yeah. Uh, Leto, I think is I I don't hate his performance as the Joker, but I think it's far too try hard. I think it's misconceived. His yeah. I think the the idea of what they wanted the Joker to be for Leto is is not great. Um, I, Leto's a good actor. I don't. Yeah, his Joker's. He's an underwritten character in an underwritten film, I think. I'm not even sure it was written. <laughs> I think you're giving it far too much praise. <laughs> uh, I'm fascinated to see what Joaquin Phoenix does with the role. Absolutely. I think, I mean, Helen says, you know, you shouldn't have an origin story, but Joaquin Phoenix is, as the Joker, I think, is just great casting. I'm certainly interested to see what that does. To yeah. be clear, I think you can have a, a story about the Joker's early days. I just don't think you should have an explanation for okay. the Joker. Yeah. So, depending on your definition of mm-hmm. origin story. You could have certainly his rise too. Yeah. And I think Gotham's been playing around with some of that as well, which has been interesting. I'll be honest, I haven't been keeping up with Gotham since I watched the first couple of episodes and they were terrible. But uh, I, I, I know people who are fans and mm-hmm. defenders of that show and they say that it's, it's good and they're sad that it's coming to an end. Yeah, it had a shaky start, but I think it's gotten better. I haven't been watching it religiously, but what I've seen has been okay. Mm. That's a tricky one. I've got mixed emotions because, again, I think my favourite portrayal and presentation of the Joker is The Dark Knight. And I like the fact, yeah, you've got Knight. He's like, you know, the shark in Jaws. Where'd it come from? No one asks. No one needs to ask. How did the shark get that big? It's just there and it's eating people and creating terror and mess. But Killing Joke as a standalone, you know, graphic novel, short graphic novel, is, is a great piece of work. Um, I love it. So, I mean, I know it's not an adaptation of that, but if it draws on it, I'm interested. We shall see. We shall see. We'll come back in a couple of years' time and we'll, <laughs> we'll do a Joker ranking. How about that? Yeah. We'll do that, because by that point, I think everyone in Hollywood would have played the Joker. Yeah, but The Suicide Squad is not a Joker movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an anybody movie, is it? <laughs> it's a movie about the Suicide Squad. I mean, come on. Okay. Suicide Squad, attack! On that bombshell, that is it for our Batman episode of The Ranking. Join us next time for more ranking-related fun. In the meantime, thank you so much to Helen O'Hara. Thank you. Thank you so much to Dan Jolin. Thank you. <laughs> you all right Dan? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> He's Batman. I'm Dan. We're all Batman. Uh, thank you, of course, to not. Ollie Richards. Thank you very much. The youngest of us. Hey. You going to a disco after this? Yeah, I am, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go and take loads of ketamine. I, yeah, <laughs> just drugs. I couldn't think of any names of any. <laughs> <laughs> meow, meow. Yeah, I've got a massive, massive bowl of meow, meow. That's what Catwoman loves, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? Meow, meow is a good joke. Anyway, uh, and it's goodbye from me. I <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying your own joke was a good joke. <laughs> I just felt it wasn't getting the praise it deserved from I other quarters. Was, I think it did. <laughs> <laughs> that is the joke. That is... <laughs> And it's goodbye for me. I'm off to go down the disco with Ollie and uh, do a lovely big old bad dance. Oh, by the way, do you want to know how I got these scars? No. Dan, look at these scars. No, I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't know how you got those, Chris, but I know how you're going to get these. Oh, my God. All right, thanks Put for listening. Put that pencil down. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we'll see you, Magic Trick. We'll see you next time. Bye. 